cable TV is experiencing difficulties, please do not panic. Resist the temptation to read or talk to loved ones. Do not attempt sexual relations, as years of TV radiation have left your genitals withered and useless. And like our intro said, your genitals are useless nowadays. Nobody has cable TV anyways, so that's why you're here with useless genitals and no cable TV listening to episode one of Simpsons episode by episode. And this is Nick Konorowski here with my good buddy Shane Lynch. Hi there, everybody. Hello, hello. And so really what this is uh, is going to be a little different than kind of typical Simpsons podcast, you'd say, right, Shane? Yeah, we're not so much going to go into the minute details. It's more like a uh, companion podcast where uh, we're going to be reliving episodes that we've seen before and uh, maybe catch up to, uh, what are we, season 32? I don't know. Who knows? I can't recall off the top of my head. I I don't follow the show that closely nowadays. Uh, And the main point of this um, is really reliving our nostalgia. This is going to be what the point of this podcast is. We're going to talk about each episode before we do a uh, kind of a rewatch and say, you know what, what do we remember about this episode? Was it, was it very good? Are there many jokes to stick out to you? What kind of hits home to you about this episode? And we're going to get a ranking before we watch it. We'll watch it back through, comment on the uh, episode as we go along. And at the end, we'll say, okay, well, maybe that was better than we thought. Maybe that was worse than we thought. Yeah, maybe Um, we have rose-colored glasses, you know? Maybe it's uh, not as good as we thought. Um, Exactly. Nostalgia is a powerful drug, right? I'm a very nostalgic person. So uh, we're going to see. It's going to be fun. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys the ride. And uh, our first episode is episode one, Simpsons Roasting on Open Fire. Yes, and because this did air on December 17th, 1989, uh, just just in the span of the, the 80s decade, just about to come into the 90s, so technically, that means The Simpsons, as it's still running today in 2022 as we record this, has been on the air for five decades. It's absolutely insane to think that it's been Still on. running strong, yeah. And still running strong, and to think that it was kind of created on a whim. Matt Groening uh, just kind of thought of this very quickly, um, we're going to go into just a little bit of a quick history uh, right now. Uh, I know for those who are hardcore Simpsons fans like us, you probably know a, a good amount about the the Simpsons and the history behind it. Um, so Shane, if I were to ask you like right off the top of your head, because you have no idea that I was going to do this, how mm. would you summarize the, the pre-Simpsons era, the lead up to this December 7th, 1989 in like a quick nutshell? Oh, like the Tracy Ullman show and all that stuff? Like anything anything one? that comes into your head, what, how would you summarize uh, kind of how The Simpsons came to be? Uh, it was a show that no one believed in, and everyone thought that they would be going to another gig. And uh, it turned into something special because a lot of people came together at the right place, right time. A lot of talented people. And uh, they had free reign on pretty much doing what they wanted, and they put in a lot of really good, honestly, the writing in the show like especially the earlier seasons is so good. Um, I think that's a testament to where we are in episode one. Yeah. Uh, you make an interesting point there. Uh, Tracy Allman show. Most people know that's where the Simpsons kind of had its uh, birth appearing in, you know, little short sketches uh, during the sketch show. That was the Tracy Allman show beginning back in 1987. And uh, you've seen, you've seen a little bit of it, right? Oh yeah. I've seen a little bit. Uh, I finally yeah. remember the, uh, like little snippet uh, Christmas episode uh, alluding to episode one, but the like Christmas Carol that kind of briefly aired on Tracy Ullman show. 
Yeah, exactly. Like two minutes long or something like that. Yeah, and they aired on the Tracy Ullman show. They were pretty popular, but they're not very funny. They're kind of just like, I guess, like the the hitting point of it was a. It was dry. Yeah. Yeah, it's dry. It's just kind of like a dysfunctional family, and you didn't really see that on TV too much, especially in uh, in animated form, right? Right, but with anything that uh, starts kind of similar to our first episode here, uh, it doesn't really hit full speed till later on. So yeah, those were good f- practice runs. You got to find your footing with everything. They outgrew the Tracy Allman show, uh, which wasn't funny in itself. That terrible show. But let, we're not here to rip on the Tracy Allman show. We're just here no, to no, no. Uh, Rest fun, in peace. Fun beginnings. Yes. Rest in peace, the late great Tracy Allman. I don't know Absolutely. if she's actually dead, but we're just going to say that anyways. But um, episode one here not supposed to be episode one right no uh they originally what was the episode that was supposed to get they, they thought this summon, episode was stronger yeah it was some enchanted evening and i believe off the top of my head the reasoning for that was that some enchanted evening they kind of messed up the the details of the characters in, in terms of the look of the show uh and they were like yeah you know we don't really like how this looks we're going to send it back we're going to go with the christmas episode uh, first when it came to kind of the reworking cycle, if that makes sense. And oh, so yeah. The whole quiet. animation and coloring process was terrible. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah. beginning. And you will see in this episode, too, that it's not anywhere close to perfect. No, no, not at all. There's a lot of kinks and stuff that still have to be worked out. Like you said, shows need to develop. Uh, this was still finding its footing with how the characters were going to act. Uh, Lisa is still kind of like she was in the Tracy Allman show where she's pretty much a a female version of Bart. She's pretty bratty. Uh, she's not a, a nice, thoughtful child that she becomes uh, later on in this series. And one of the most important things, you kind of touched on it a little bit uh, when you were doing your quick summary of the nutshell of what The Simpsons is, is when they were formulating the contract with Fox to make this show, one of the most important things that happened was that James L. Brooks, in, in his part in creating the show, was able to secure free reign essentially to do whatever they wanted without Fox being able to interfere, which of course has led to the the uh, ability to do jokes at pretty much anyone's expense, right? Like I don't think there's really been anybody that they they oh, didn't go that, after in the '90s. Absolutely, and that's why the show was so unique. There was no other show really going after anyone else specifically with celebrities and st- or real world issues uh, at that time. Uh, right right and you can see it'll start the nucleus here is the dysfunctional family but it will kind of gradually get into the pop culture and stuff like that and really begin to hit home but let's start it off uh episode one what are your memories of this episode and kind of what would you give it a ranking we're gonna do it out of 10 every episode uh before we watch it and after we watch it so what are your kind of memories of it what would you give it out of 10 uh so i watch this episode every year guilty in December, I'm uh, very nostalgic for Christmas episodes in general. Uh, for me, this is probably a 6.8, if we can do points. Um, just because all those nostalgias there, from what I remember, uh, the writing, although decent, uh, wasn't as good as later episodes, but still something I love to watch. It's wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is kind of this, the, the same thing hits home for me in that it is kind of a, a wholesome, good family episode from what I recall. Uh, I know it didn't get aired as much being at a, a Christmas episode. And so when they would start uh, a new cycle on whatever cable TV channels I would have uh, growing up, you know, they, they would just basically 
play it from episode. It was usually episode two that they would air first when they would go through their cycle. So this one, I don't remember uh, as much. It doesn't hit home as much for me. I would give it uh, a five in that. Yeah, it's a nice story. And yeah, it's early on, but to the best of my recollections, it's not really funny. And that's kind of what I come to The Simpsons for. So I could be wrong. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen this episode in quite a bit, actually. Probably a couple of years, I would oh, say. Oh, this will be refreshing to you. All right. Yeah, it, it kind of is. So you know what? Let's just get right on with the episode. we Will do. And uh, just, you know, so viewers understand, we're going to play. It's almost going to be a kind of watch along, almost uh, commentary. But feel yeah. free if you guys at home wanted to also play the episode here. Uh, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one, and we're beginning the episode. It's uh, it's funny that we call it a watch along, but we are listening or you are listening at the moment. That's true. And uh, this is one of the rare episodes too, that doesn't start with a couch keg. It's just the Simpsons. No, title absolutely card. no couch keg. Yeah. It starts right off, right off the bat at the Christmas pageant. Yeah. I do like that right off the bat, they give it uh, like the, the kids, um, Christmas pageant is given a rating in the paper of three and a half stars and it's one of those sign jokes that comes to be typical in The Simpsons there's always something in the background that if you don't catch it at first you might hit it on a rewatch and it'll make you laugh I've never really noticed that until right now actually I'm going to be honest yeah the writing even for all of the signs uh, throughout the whole series is it's really clever it's amazing that they keep coming up with new things Imagine, like, most people regard the first, what, like, eight to ten seasons as, like, gold, pretty much. Um, there's just so many signs in so many episodes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the gold standard. It's typically somewhere between the first eight to ten seasons. If I recall correctly, and again, this could be totally wrong, which is the point of this this episode, the first season seems to be more kid-friendly, if that makes sense, and that the jokes seem to be more oriented toward a younger oh, yeah. audience. There were no like sexual more... jokes or anything like that. No, it's kind of more focused on Bart. There are a couple of Lisa things in there, but yeah. The, uh, we've reached the scene in the episode during the kids pageant where Lisa's doing the uh, South African Tawanga fire dance with the Tiki mask thing and it did generate some controversy if i recall correctly because people right because it's like a skin color thing i think that was probably uh like a coloring issue that they had i bet it was meant to not be skin colored yeah that's that seems uh it was probably supposed to be like a brown skirt or something yeah i had to guess and so as the kids sing jingle bells or whatever the hell the song is that they're singing um so many characters are miscolored yeah, like everyone's yellow, that's for sure, but a lot of characters are still looking Like off. The, the, the twins have purple hair right here. She has brown hair. Oh, yeah, look at that. I've never noticed that before. But, like, they're under a budget. That lady in the back doesn't even have a nose. The lady in the back who Shane's talking about looks like Moe's girlfriend that he gets later on in uh, oh, yeah, season you're right. 10. It does. The, one that, the one that bank robs. Yeah, bankrupts him a little bit and loses all his money. Even the the layout of the house as we transition into uh, the uh, family writing their Christmas list, it's it's kind of it's kind of there, but not really at the same time. Speaking of life going on, Grandpa is 
feisty as ever. Maggie is walking by herself. Lisa got straight A's. And Bart... We love Bart. Yeah. That's like the first joke. Like one of the... Well, straight down the Yeah. Aside from... Yeah, about Bart being kind of dim and... Yeah, that and Bart's riffing on Jingle Bells, which the version he sings about, you know, Batman smells, I think we all sang as a kid. Oh, yeah. I love already that there's like some bickering between Marge and Homer. Just like, you know, it's a real relationship. It's not perfect. Yeah, it, it's 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 real in that there were only real two families that I can think of off the top of my head that a lot of people would uh, remember as being like full cartoon families, being the Flintstones and the Jetsons, and they all got along, you know, pretty well. It wasn't really real. Well, obviously, considering one was in prehistoric times and one was in the future. That's true, yeah. So it's a little bit different. Now, if I recall correctly, too, the earlier episodes uh, move a little bit slower in how they um, come across. Like, it actually feels like the episode is slower, and they speed it up. I can't remember the certain percentage off the top of my head, but it, as this, the later seasons go on, the, the episodes actually get sped up, so it comes at you quicker. This episode already, it's still Act 1 of Patty and Selma calling Marge, and really a whole heck of a lot hasn't happened to further the plot. It feels long already. Yeah, I feel like this was before cell phones and constant you know, need for entertainment all the time, so I think at, at the time this was fine. This is still a lot faster paced than like the Flintstones. Yeah, definitely. And we got our first Homer's a bumbling idiot when he falls oh, off yeah, the roof. Oh, yeah, falls off the roof, yeah. It's interesting. That would be our first Ned as well. Yeah, that would, that's two, think about that, 1989, that's two uh, idiotic dads falling off the roof because that was the year the Christmas vacation came out. So you would have Chevy Chase at the same time falling off the roof. That's true. A clumsy dad falling off the roof. And then Ned Flanders, first introduction. And first upstaging of Homer, too, in his yep. big display that he has on his house and right Always off the better. bat. Also, Homer's head is way too tall in this episode. In certain angles, it looks like his head is like three feet tall. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of perspectives and, and things are off. The voice acting is, you know, they're still getting a feel for it. Yeah, how would you describe Homer at this point? Like, uh, a little lower than what I'm used to. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's more... Uh, higher pitched. Yeah, because he was going. Dan Castellaneta, I believe, was trying to kind of um, talk about, or not talk about, but kind of uh, do a Walter Matthau type of thing. That kind yeah. of, oh, I'm going to talk like this. And he sped it up and, yeah, definitely made it higher pitched. I think that scene when they're all looking at the toys in the window shop, that may have been a callback to a Christmas story. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It likely is, actually. I thought about that. And then we get the tattoo parlor guy who's like part comic book guy. And yeah, like 20... he's a mashup. <laughs> yeah, he's like 20% sea captain. Yeah, he's a little bit of everything. Mr. Burns, and also there's a season's greetings from Springfield Nuclear Plant and the sign entering the nuclear plant. Mr. Burns would never do that in later seasons. That's that's something that, uh, you know, they, they would never have thought of, I guess, nailing Burns' character off the bat. And uh, Simpsons, Homer Simpson's love for donuts already. Yeah, so uh, you know what? I guess it, it it is setting the tone more than I thought anyways for certain things to come, right? With kind of Bart being dumb, Homer's love for donuts, Ned upstaging 
Homer, Burns just announcing there'd be no Christmas bonuses, being kind of a crotchety old rich coot. So, yeah, I guess it is setting the stage a little bit more than I remember. It's sad, though. It's sad that right off the bat you see a, a family kind of struggling with their money and oh yeah, well, bonus. Christmas is a stressful time for a lot of people, so it definitely brought light. I wonder if any kids trying to go out and get tattoos after Bart gets his tattoo is what he thinks is going to be a good Christmas present for March. I wonder if that actually spanned like over the holiday season of 1989, if kids tried to walk into tattoo shops and get something. I wonder if there was an uptick of mother tattoos. Or yeah, or, or ones with heart on hearts on them that say just moth as Bart didn't get his total. Oh finished. yeah, that'd be a cool tattoo to get actually if you're a huge fan. I'm going to assume somebody's got that out there. Somebody definitely has that. <laughs> the gag of uh, Lisa, Maggie, and Homer repeatedly poking Bart on the tattoo wound is one of those good... Uh, yeah, it's funny. cute physical it, humor. Yeah. yeah, it's funny, and then it stops being funny, and then it gets funny again, like Sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes. Not as oh, good, yeah, initially it's not funny, but if you keep, you know, no. sometimes you just got to keep going to sell. Yeah, Marge looks odd there. Actually, that doesn't make any sense. Marge came in from the other side. She came in from the living room into the TV room, and then home the, the camera changes, and Marge is now standing with her back to the kitchen. Yeah, they cross the streams. Yeah. Yeah, she teleported magically. episode's bringing me down man like i this is really this is really yeah you know he doesn't have any money I, he's got his neighbor has everything it seems yeah, yeah he's just this sad dad who can't provide for his kids this is relatable to a lot of people which is nice you know it's, it's uh, interesting you it's know funny, what it's it, real yeah it, it probably did and from the the almond shorts because this episode uh when it aired, it was the second highest thing to ever air on the Fox network at the time, ever, not just in like the week or the month, but it, I think it had 14 million viewers. People must've been episode. circling their TV guides. They had to have, uh, and it must've really struck a tone with people early, right? From those, uh, to those listening that don't know what TV guide is, uh, there was no digital or rather people have never had cable before. It was a thing that you would get in the mail and you would circle the shows that were upcoming that you would want to watch. <laughs> there was no digital TV guide back then. I, I love the TV guide, man. I love seeing what was uh, like previews and stuff like that. Also, we there was a very important part at the end of Act 1 where, you know, Homer's sad and he's, he's sitting in bed and, you know, despite the arguments that he and Marge have, you see real intimacy between the two of them where Marge kind of reaches out and rubs Homer's arm and it's not really something that you see a lot, right? Yeah, like Marge understands that there's something wrong, but she doesn't prod kind of deal. Um, man, Ned just has all the great gifts. Yeah, Ned's got this big pile of gift. And... But the thing is, what is Ned's job currently? Like, he doesn't have the leftorium yet, so no, where's he getting all this money? Yeah, it's not clear exactly what Ned does. It's also not clear he's a religious person at all because that's true Ned likely wouldn't spend to the amount that he has and so oh, now we Moses come to Moe's so yeah Moe's is very pink Moe's hair is 
very dark black instead of the gray that we come to be known. The background is very blue and the bottles look like they're like pressed onto the wall. It's it's very, very different looking. And there's blonde haired Santa Claus Barney. I wonder what would have happened had Mo, the original Mo, not Hank Azaria doing the voice. Uh, he, apparently he was a, I never, I've never heard it before. I don't know if it even exists. Welcome aboard, Simpson. Pending your successful completion of our training program, that is. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! What is it now, Simpson? Uh, when do we get paid? Not a dime till Christmas Eve. Now, from the top. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho! So Homer is... being a mall Santa, and... I've always felt bad for those people. I actually used to play a game... With my dad, we go to the Oshawa Center. We're Canadian, by the way. They're, oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We are both from Canada. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we go to the Oshawa Center Mall, and when Christmas time would come around when kids were sitting on Santa's lap, we'd bet which ones would cry. We'd bet quarters. And I feel so bad for those guys now that I get older who are, you know, they're just trying to, you know, they're just trying to earn a paycheck, trying to brighten kids' day, and they have to deal with screaming kids, probably kids that barf on them and whatnot. It's going to be a Thankless a lot of dogs story. now too. A lot of dogs too. That's actually that's that's definitely a, thing. a lot of pets in general. Yeah. Uh, Patty and Selma, first introduction. Probably two of the more underrated characters, I would say. I love the back and forth that they would have uh, with Homer as the years go on. Like the way that they are able to, how, how they write it, that Patty and Selma are able to get under Homer's skin. And, and the thing is, too, is that you can almost, there's like almost a hint of jealousy in there, too, because they only have each other, right? And yeah. they see Marge with a loving this is a great. This is a really good sign sign gag here coming this, up. This slightly irregular yeah. Christmas trees, that is, that is pretty good. All the way up to no trespassing. And then look at that, another similarity. To Christmas vacation. Homer going and, well, he cuts down a tree by himself, but he doesn't, Homer steals it. Chevy Chase doesn't, uh, doesn't steal it. And there's a couple of bloodhounds, too, that chase him down, kind of similar to my basset hounds, so I hope don't interrupt us too much as we do this series. Oh, it's okay. It's good background noise. Yeah, it can be, at times. That's for sure. When was the last time, did you, did you ever go to meet Santa? Like, did you get your picture taken with him? Uh, yeah, I think I went uh, up until maybe I was like six, something like that, six or seven. Uh, yeah. We would go, it was a tradition, we would go to the mall as a family, and then we would split off and buy each other's gifts, you know? And then my sister and I would uh, get in line for Santa. How about yourself? How? Did, wait a minute, how did you, when you met up though, after you bought everyone's gifts, how did you hide the gifts? That's a great question. So you get them wrapped at the... Uh, like the kiosk at the mall. Uh, the thing yeah. was, if, you know, there's only so many of those kiosks, I think there's only one or two per mall um, that we went to anyways. So if you were in line and then you saw, <laughs> like, someone else from the other group, it could get a little awkward. You can't look at each other's gifts. That's why you just you just got to do it at home, man, and bite the bullet when uh, you're like me and you rap like you're a deranged hillbilly psycho and you just patchwork it together. That's how it's done. We're at the part sure. now where Homer has, you know, he's, he's actually enjoying himself. He's, he's yeah, quite so nice. Yeah, if anyone wants to sync up, we're at 15 minutes. 
15 minutes exactly, and Homer has... He's been enjoying himself. He's brightening the day of young children, and they're brightening his day, and Bart's kind of temporarily ruined it, but he understands that Homer's trying to do well for his family right now and agrees not to, to ruin it, which is an early telltale sign of Bart in that he is kind of a, a, a rebellious kind of brat, but he does have a very good heart in the same way that Homer does as well. Yeah, he's Dennis the Menace, but he cares. Yeah. Could Dennis the Menace not care? I love that Homer only... <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's true. I guess Bart is basically Dennis the Menace. That's true. I, I love that Homer's paycheck is only 13 bucks, which adjusting oh, yeah. for inflation would be... I don't know, but it's still not a very... They made him buy the suit, or rather, suit rental cost. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Barney's kind of, like, excited about his paycheck in uh, in comparison to Homer. The, okay, so you know what? There are a lot of seeds planted here that I, I didn't really oh, yeah. remember. And, like, that Barney's kind of pathetic and he would be excited over something like that. It's still getting me down. Like, Homer is so sad in this episode. Oh, this is not a cheerful episode at all. This oh. is like the American dream running down a small, kind of like lower middle class family. I wonder if everybody, anybody's ever connected like a thesis, PhD thesis or something like the uh, the de-evolution of the middle class in America and like comparing it to this episode, like a compare and contrast. Somebody's definitely in that. Somebody with nothing better doing like Idaho or something like that. He also Kish. has three kids. So yeah. And we get our first appearance of the Happy Little Elves. <laughs> Which, is that supposed to be a direct ripoff of the Smurfs? Um, or maybe Trolls or something? Yeah. Trolls, one of the two. Yeah, yeah something, something like that. I hated those shows when I was a kid. Oh, I wasn't a fan, yeah. I was a little bit older f for that. And now, oh, there, uh, we also see our first appearance of uh, White Lou. Of course, he's not a cop, but a guy who looks like... Lou the uh oh right yeah before officer. he got changed yeah and now uh we get our first appearance of homer laying eyes on the dog that he doesn't know will be his in a uh short amount of time and i would say spoilers but if you haven't seen this episode yeah if you haven't you, seen and, it and, yeah then, years. then yeah. what the hell are you watching why are you listening to us talk about it if you haven't seen this episode yeah that's your own problem there will be no spoiler alerts till we eventually catch up to wherever Simpsons are at, and that will be yours. What would we have to do if we did, like, one a week? I don't want to do the math. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to either. You know what I look at sometimes when I'm watching older episodes like this? Not even listening to, the, like, the pop culture references, the jokes. It's interesting to see... You already talked about it briefly with Marge on her, uh, you know, home... Rotor, uh, rotary telephone and it's yes. like the guy the guy in the background at the racetrack was hacking a boon a boon to the layperson is a cigarette and he's just hacking a boon as he's selling tickets like that probably wouldn't happen nowadays even at something like a racetrack he probably can't smoke and uh no it's probably only designated smoking areas yeah That's yeah point. yeah exactly i think you and i are kind of similar in that sense even when we're looking at things in our in our day job where we we uh we look at background things i know you're always fascinated with you look at a big room of people a big stadium of people and go i wonder how many of these people are alive i know you said that to me multiple times 
Yeah. Or like, what are they doing now? Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Exactly. It's kind of like laugh tracks. That's why I got kind of dislike laugh, laugh tracks. Why? Because the people who are laughing might be dead. Yeah, there's yeah, a bunch of old, like, dead people laughing at a show. I don't know. If the show's funny, you don't need a laugh track, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, that's a guarantee. You take away the laugh track from Big Bang Theory, and you got yourself, uh, you got yourself something. That's, that's yeah. for sure. Shout out to Big Bang Theory. You started strong for, like, a season, then you just soiled yourself. And so we're at the racetrack, and Homer has lost. He... That is yeah. last little bit of money on the on uh, at, the, at the track here, but uh, we're about to I believe he nice... doesn't even finish the race. No, no, Santa. That Santa's... is a blue dog, though. Yeah, the dogs in this. I, I don't know if like the animators maybe had never seen a dog. Uh, <laughs> people were filling in the colors because dogs typically aren't blue gray. Uh, no. No, well, I have one here that's like a red and white, and one. Who's looking at me right now? It's very sad. That's black, tan, and white, but not really a blue, gray. And this scene gets this scene. I remember gets me where Homer's looking through the parking lot amongst garbage, cigarette butts, uh, and looking at discarded tickets and the chance of finding a winner with the saddest look on his face in front of his with his son. And then yeah, Barney pulls up. Only guy in the parking lot doesn't even offer, you know. To maybe go out together or something like that. He's just like, hey, I won, you lost. Yeah, and then the greasy, uh, yeah, Santa's little helper. The, the carny owner is getting rid of Santa's little helper because he lost. And look at that. Homer and Bart now have their brand new doggy. And Homer gets licked by Santa's little helper and almost yep. immediately And he's a Simpson because he's a failure. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. That's probably, we'll get to it in a sec, but that's probably my favorite uh, line of the episode. Um, and it, it it's really heartwarming too, because even as my dog is squeaking in the background here, driving me insane as I'm trying to do this, when they do jump into your arms like that, like Santa's little helper did and, uh, and give you a lick on the face or something like that, or a playful paw, like it does brighten your mood so much. The fact that they were able to get a dog and then take that dog in who, you know, needed a home is, a pretty happy ending to a really down. Yeah, he saved Christmas with that. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got a dog for thirteen bucks. It's not bad. Yeah, and I, considering as we find out in later episodes that, um, you know, Mister Burns stole Christmas for many many years. That you know, this one ends nicely for them. It's um, it's not bad. And the, the look on That's Marge's face, yeah. yeah, in the in the Christmas card send off. The look, I don't know what they did with Marge's face, but they completely. Messed up Marge's face, and messed up Marge is what you go off as. As uh, well, technically, no. They, there's a little bit of singing here at the end where Homer yeah. yells at Bart, but uh, that's pretty much it. I, I, uh, yeah. There's not really much else to say about this episode except that it's sad, very, very sad. Sad throughout the almost the entirety, and then yeah. uh, picks up at the end, the very, very end, like the last five minutes and uh brings you back yes and it shows a very very valuable lesson in life that dogs dogs can peel pretty much everything if you're a dog person pretty you'll much. get it if you're not a dog person and you're, you're a cat person then you, you just you don't get it or all of you are reptilian fans out there yeah yeah see i've never hold i've never Which is like, actually was it patty has the lizard right uh yeah she ends up getting uh 
or Selma ends up getting Jub Jub. Yes. Jub Jub, right. In in the end. And that's that's the episode right there. And so the classic Gracie film Shush. Yes. First appearance of Shush. And at the end, um, first of all, favorite line. Favorite or it doesn't have to be a line. Favorite moment, favorite gag, whatever it happens to be. Um I think my favorite gag is probably the introduction of Ned. Um just that he always has something better than Homer, which is up until spoiler alert, Ned's wife dies. No, no uh, spoiler alerts. <laughs> you know Ned, you know she dies. You know mom right. dies. Well the well, we'll get into why she died, but um later on. But uh whole contract thing with that. Um but yeah, that's probably my favorite moment. It really introduces the contrast between upper middle class and lower middle class or poor. So, and he lives right next to someone. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, it's always ironic too. I find that Ned is a, uh, he's not religious at this point. At least they don't say he is, but even when he is, he still has a lot of nice things when, you know, it's not typically, uh, like a lot of extravagant things too, especially his, his basement that we come to find out. And it's not really typical of somebody who is a religious person, but when it comes to my favorite. uh, uh, I, I did say it was uh, toward the end there that Homer's quip about Santa's little helper being a Simpson because he's also a failure. It is pretty good, but I actually think the slightly irregular trees where Homer's driving by, driving by from the regular tree to that, and like the the those sign gigs, I really really like. Um, that was probably the best one of this episode. It's one of those things that actually kind of made me chuckle other than that not really much else it was a good gag like overall uh so you haven't watched this episode in a few years you said right so it's been about four overall you're gonna stick to your guns with what is it, you gave it a five uh yeah you know what i'm gonna say it is passable i'm gonna stick with my guns and say it's a five somewhat how i remember it it's not very funny it does have a heartwarming right. ending there are a couple of seeds planted uh, for things that will carry on as either running gags or, or character definitions throughout the series. But overall, uh, it's it's passable. It's neat because it's the first episode, but that's the only reason why it's really neat. I will continue to watch this episode every year around December, Christmas time-ish. It's this tradition. Now, mind you, over the years, I haven't really paid attention much. It's kind of like in the background, but uh, it's tradition for me. It has a very nostalgic kind of like warm place in my heart. Um, yeah, it, it kind of, you, you know, you, you said it's on the background, but it's one of those things like you're a guy, you do your thing in the in the Christmas break where you're making your cookies and you make your Christmas borscht and mm-hmm. all those type of things. So it's just kind of there as it's on. It's a comfort feeling. Oh, anything. yeah. Christmas is like my favorite holiday. Like, yeah. So so watching it now, does it get you gave it a six point eight at the beginning? Does it get higher, lower, stay the same? Um, you know what? I might actually drop it from a 6.8 to a, let's do a 6.5. Yeah. So you're too close to a 70% there. Um, What made it it the 0.3 drop? It was, um, how dry it was, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite dry, but mind you, um, like it's still a good episode. I don't want to come off as like, it's a terrible episode. Uh, it is a good episode. And I understand why they went with this one. It's technically, it's a special. Um, it aired in December, right? And yes. And it was a good, you know, it 
it was a good episode for that time for sure uh i loved it so when i watched it when i watched it it was probably like a nine so like the first time yeah yeah i remember watching my buddy years and years ago when the simpsons first came out on dvd collections and he had the season one he's like oh let's watch it and stuff and i remember we did and like we plowed through it but I do recall we got kind of bored about halfway through and ended up playing mini sticks in my basement. <laughs> so yeah, that, that kind of says what that kind of sums it up. My overall feeling about this, uh, this episode and how I feel about season one uh, in, in general. So that's, that's pretty well it for episode yeah, that's, one. Uh, season one, episode one, season, uh, Simpsons roasting on open fire. It's, uh, it's, it's dry, like you said, but you know what? Sometimes things that are dry get really, nice and and juicy and wet and i don't know where i'm going with this because it's getting really weird moist (laughs) sure throw that in there too should we just stop the the moist discussion and tease the next episode yeah yeah Um, i I should really just stop talking with that and just say uh next episode two is bart the genius uh, yeah bart the genius and uh that's a really good episode where bart has accidentally recruited uh by nasa and homer has to go down to florida and hilarious hijinks ensue so we will see how that episode actually holds up. Okay, from uh, Nick and myself, I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, first episode of our little podcast here. Uh, and we look forward to seeing everyone, or rather uh, you listening to us on episode two. Yes, and if you have any feedback, I don't know where to send you to because we don't have anything uh, yet right now for any. Uh, we'll handles. set up an email we'll, or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get it. We'll get it on. The, we'll get on the AOL or something like that, and you'll be yeah. able to hit us up uh, if you have any requests or feedback. We always love that type of stuff. Thank you again for uh, taking the time here to listen to episode one. We'll be back shortly with Bart the Genius. No sports, no rock, no information for mindless chatter. We're your station.